Hello, everybody, and welcome to the marketplace with Corey Parson. I'm not Rafino. Uh, another great show coming your way today. We, uh, Corey, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you very much. Always glad to get a chance to catch up with you and uh, you know get ready for the upcoming NFL season. It's actually football games getting ready to start going on, so it's good to have America's pastime back on our screen. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're not you're not going to Ohio, right, for the uh, fantasy football expo? Yes, I'll be in Canton, Ohio, for the expo. So, Canton, the two weekends when they they jack up the hotel prices in Canton this weekend and next weekend, <laughs> all right, I'll be there for next weekend. <laughs> I thought I thought they built a it hotel around hotel room in Canton for five hundred dollars a night. <laughs> man, there's got to be a better way. There's got to be something tell else. Tell me about it, man. My goodness. Um. So I'm not going. Sorry. Have fun though. You're gonna miss the. Uh, have, you, you have, ever, have you ever? You've never done the expo. I really like you know like I don't, if I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah. I've just got you know I'm a homebody. I guess I don't know. There's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with. I mean, it's Canton, Ohio. I, I I told you the Thurman Munson story though, right? I don't think you did. The very first time I went to Canton, um, staying in the hotel, right? So. Little did I know, it's never a good idea to fly into the Akron-Canton airport. It's a small airport, so they cancel a lot of flights at that airport, right? And they, they don't really make them up. You know, your best bet is to fly in, fly into Cleveland and Uber in and out of Canton. You know, you're more likely to not get stuck and have to relocate to Canton, Ohio. Right. Um, so, the <laughs> Sunday... Like your Tom Hanks. No, no, because, listen... Like when I when I when they when my flight got canceled, I was like, okay, when's the next flight? They was like, it was Sunday. They was like Thursday. I was like, what? Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then they explained to me, no, you got to go to Cleveland. I was like, oh, okay. So that morning before the flight was canceled, the Yankees happened to be in town that weekend. So the, um, my Uber driver to take me to the airport goes, um, were you here for the games? Are you in town for the games? Or this were you in Cleveland for the games this weekend? Or just a Yankee fan? I was like, this is a Yankee fan. So he says, Do you know what's across the street? I was like, No. He said, You got some time? So I'm like, what's going on, brother? You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm gonna take you someplace. So we literally drive across the street. He takes me up into a cut into the back entrance of a cemetery, right? And I get out, and he says, go look at that. I get out, and it's Thurman Munson's grave. Wow. Really? Yeah. Right there in Canton, Ohio. I would have never known that. Were there, like, uh, flowers and stuff on it? People still flowers. going, like, It was uh... uniforms, Yankee uniforms, Yankee paraphernalia. You know what I mean? It was a pair of, like I said, it was a pair of pants back there. And it was, like, that's Thurman Munson's grave site. I never knew he was buried in Canton, Ohio. What did you do? Like, at that point, I you're like, took, okay, like, we'll just look I, at it, have a moment. And I then, took a uh... couple of pictures of it. I was like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm kind of, you know, Thurman Munson, that was a long time ago, Nando. Now, I don't really remember Thurman Munson, like, as a player, vaguely. You know what I mean? I'm more of a, I remember, you know, people talking about Thurman Munson and his importance. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, right. You I don't, don't think... remember him as a player, do you? No, I think he, I don't think I was born. He died in, like, 79. I was born in 78. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know who I remember who who died? Who like I'm like oh my god! Well, like what? Uh, Bo Diaz. He was like the catcher for the Reds, and I got so many of his '87 tops cards that he became like a thing. You know, another Bo Diaz. Wow. Here we go. And I remember he like f- he fell off a roof and died or something. Maybe in a hurricane or something like that. Wow. But I remember when it happened. I'm like, this is the weirdest thing ever. 
Yeah, that is kind of crazy. Like the dude who, who called uh, is always in the pack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's all I knew him as. And then he died. I'm like, oh, this is a very humanizing moment here. <laughs> you find somebody to give his cards to. I gave your cards <laughs> to your grandchildren. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude, I, you know what? I don't mean to make this a grim show because hey, we got a lot going on here in today's show. There's no, there's no reason to be grim, but you know what I'm saying. We have stories to share. Yeah, there's. I mean, like, like you just said, like I've got all these Dwayne Haskins cards. I still don't know what to do with them. Oh yeah. Um, I'm not gonna sell them. You know, like I feel like I should give them to someone who wants them. I don't know. It yeah, feels I weird holding to, on to him, right? Like, maybe you go to Ohio State, or maybe you go to Maryland, or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's weird. Uh, anyway, look, I want to talk to you about some coach stuff. Uh, you know, this show is about cards. It's about fantasy, obviously. It's about coaching. Um, I wanted to leave the show with this, but then later on, I want to get into coach of the year odds because I think they're really messed up. Um, yeah, I agree. I got some good ones for coach of the year too. I did a. I did a program yesterday, and Coach of the Year was discussed, and I got some good ones. Let me so guess. Is yours 25 to 1 on DraftKings? Yes, mine's is 25 uh, to 1 on DraftKings. Yeah, I think wow. I the same guy. I just wow. Remember. <laughs> Are his initials MT? No. Oh, all right. No, no, no. But right. that's a good one, too, though. Yeah, that's the one. I'm, I think they're going to be good again, man. Like, I think so, too, but the AFC is so good. Only seven teams can make the playoffs, but I think eleven is probably eleven teams in the AFC that's worth that could make the playoffs. What do you, so like, I feel like if the Steelers go eleven and six, you know that's borderline making playoffs some some years, but whatever. I feel like maybe they get hot early. Maybe they win like five in a row. All the buzz is going to be like, look what Mike Tomlin has done with his team. Look what Mike Tomlin has done with his team. And I think that buzz in the middle of the season is enough to win you the award. Could be, and I don't, you know what? I don't believe Mike Thomas ever won the award. That'd be crazy, isn't that wild? Like the award could literally be named after Mike Tomlin and he's right. never won the award. <laughs> right? Isn't the same thing the Cy Young Award? Right? Nolan Ryan has never won the Cy Young. That's weird, right? And like, if the if the award wasn't called Cy Young, it would probably be called Nolan yeah. Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just the sustained so longevity weird. thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, anyway, we'll get to yours later. Uh, but I wanted to lead with these Nathaniel Hackett things because I don't like. Because <laughs> you know why? When we did the show last year, we do the show together. Like this stuff, I think just strikes us both almost the same way. You know, Sean Payton said what he said, which was dumb and out of line. But instead of Hackett being like, "We're just focusing on the Jets," I don't listen to that stuff. You know, don't worry about it. He got kind of like whiny about like we live in glass houses, all the same houses as the coaches, and yeah. you start throwing the you know there's a code and like all this, and I'm like oh man, this guy just doesn't get it, dude. He was brought up, he's a coach's son, you know, like been around the game forever. Yeah, just like by now you should know, just be like, don't care. I'm a coordinator. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> right. I'm not a head coach. I'm a coordinator. I was miscast. Not even that. He doesn't have to say that. He could just be like, I'm with the Jets now. You know, like whatever Sean Payton yeah. says, he can say. You know, like yeah. You know, back in the day, and I heard Colin Cowherd make this point. You know, back in the day, Buddy Ryan. You know what I'm saying? Those coaches, uh, Buddy Ryan, and what's my man in, in, that was in Atlanta, um, Jerry Glanville. They would go after other coaches all the time, and it wouldn't be a big deal. It's like now that we've got no, oh, he, you know, oh, things happen, and you know, he had a bad day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. No, he had a lot of bad days. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they had to hire somebody to. Keep him from having more bad days. Yeah, <laughs> like week three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So he know he did a bad job. I think what Peyton did, Nando, 
Peyton is setting Russell Wilson up for a fall, right? So I think Peyton is like, oh, look how terrible of a job Hackett did. And then at the end of this year, if Russell Wilson is terrible, he's going to be like, well, listen, Russell Wilson sucks. Oh, well, I thought you said it was Hackett. He was like, well, I guess Hackett was right. Like, <laughs> he, like Sean Peyton is not slick. Like, he's, 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 he put that out there. Head coaches, now don't get to be head coaches because they fly off the, at the handle. You know what I'm saying? Right. They're very cerebral, very calculated. So there's definitely something behind that. And I guess it was to take pressure off of Wilson. Uh, coming into this year, Wilson was horrible last year. He was, but he was hurt. Remember, like he had the sternum, and then like he had two other things. Like we were, we were somehow Russell Wilson's biggest fans yeah, last we year. Got to, we went, from, we went from being two dollar top, tops Chrome to the guys defending Russell Wilson. Yeah. Kyle, Kyle Brandt made me mad because Kyle Brandt was personal with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yep. He hit hard, Kyle man. Brandt. He went like very personal. Yeah. I don't know. It just. Uh, I thought Sean Payton was being smart and being like, let me put some of this on me instead of my team, you know, as we open training camp. So, like, it'll be three days of people talking to me about it and not like, hey, Russell Wilson, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. saw, see, I saw it the opposite way. Like, he was protecting Wilson. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, you know, that's a big thing coming in there. You can look at it that way as well. Like I said, it just it's not what it was it looked at on surface. And listen, Wilson, Wilson got to play better. He's got to. And, but you can't leave – see, Hackett left him to his own resources, Nando. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Like Hackett was like, oh, yeah, you can have your own personal coaching staff and your chef and your spot there and, us, you know, you know, uh, your, your, your owner's booth, luxury box. Like he came in there with more cachet than Hackett. Sean Payton got in there like, listen, cut this shit out. Fire everybody. <laughs> yeah. Pull down I'm the posters looking, yeah, in his office. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, clean up the room. I want all of this stuff out of here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get, I get parents. You know, your mom come in the room. I gave you a chance to clean this mess up. Now I'm throwing everything in the trash. <laughs> no, don't throw it in the trash. <laughs> By the way, nice to meet you. My name is Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. I don't like my, I don't like new daddy. Yeah, so, yeah. so I think that's what, I think you have to crack the, you know, wait a minute, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> you have to be stern with Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know what? So I don't want to get us thrown off the air already. <laughs> I think we make that decision. We're good. I agree. Uh, Russell Wilson, the 18th quarterback off the board, man. Crazy. Bro. What's his upside? Is his upside like eight? His upside is the MVP. You think so? But because if he gets a role and he's got that kind of, but we think he has that kind of game. Sometimes I think, man, Pete Carroll knew. You know how? Remember when Philadelphia traded Donovan McNabb? Yeah. Right when he right when he started to suck. Yeah. I think this could be Pete Carroll probably was like, you know what, this guy right here may not have it no more. Let's get rid of him and get a load of draft picks. And basically become a better team in Seattle. I mean, Seattle, as soon as Seattle traded Russell Wilson to Denver, they became a better team than Denver. That's true. That's true, <laughs> That's man. Crazy. But look, Geno Smith was always supposed to, like, if you trace the Geno Smith story, like, he, it was just like bad luck. Bad luck. Yeah. B- horrible situation, bad luck. Horrible situation, bad Like, the Jets put him out there with no receivers, right? Like, I I, I can't remember. I did the research before. Like, they're, his top receivers, like, I wish I could, like Jeremy Curley, I think, was his top receiver one year with like yeah. 86 targets. And then, like, 
the broken jaw thing, and then it kind of became a joke. See, the broken jaw thing, man, that was the year that I think he would have took the leap. And then that was the major setback, in my opinion, if you go through the Geno Smith story. 30 for 30, Geno Smith. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. But then he tore, he tore his ACL. They brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Fitzmagic, yeah. Uh, and then, like, you know, he wandered around the league for a little while, you know, getting healthy. They replaced, they did that ridiculous Eli Manning one game. Oh, remember they were so mad about that. And they switched immediately. Remember how Mike, Mike, Mike Francesa got that dude fired? Yeah. They was, <laughs> yeah. Now, this is the thing that Poor was ben so McAdoo. crazy about the, yeah, the Eli Manning thing. Everybody in the world knew that Eli Manning sucked, right? But there was like, oh, McAdoo don't have the authority to bench Eli Manning, and especially not for Geno Smith. And I'm like, Wait a minute. The dude is the head coach, and the whole media in New York was saying how Eli sucked. Oh, but no, don't dare put Geno Smith and give him a shot. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he was in some bad situations. Yeah. And then finally he gets in this good situation. Lockett, Metcalf, uh, good running game, good coach. Yep. You're like, oh, why is Geno Smith all of a sudden? He's great. What happened? Oh there you, well, there you go. He's in, he's, in, he's in the right culture. He's in the right system. You know what I'm saying? And then, Mondo... This year, they went and they gave him some pieces. This kid, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yeah. Boy, no, no, this guy's the real deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, Is he going to catch any passes? You got a slew of Ohio State wide receivers, you know, that's in a position to really take over the NFL. Alave, Garrett Wilson, Smith and Jigba. Next year, you have Marvin Harrison Jr. These are talented young players. And Smith and Jigba, I'm telling you, he is like a miniature Tyler Lockett, but 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 with like Tyler Lockett could be his floor. But how's he going to wedge his way in there with targets, right? I think it's going to be enough. I think I, you know, not not, not darn talent. You know, ta- talent will figure out a way for, to produce. If that happens, that's going to be G- like a Geno Smith. You're going to have to throw a lot, right? Like to get. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. maybe back half. That's crazy, Nando. Hey, look at this. Kennedy, my daughter's FaceTiming me as we're doing <laughs> the program. <laughs> you want to take a pause? We'll be right back no, after this. No, no, I, I, I'll call you back, baby. Okay. And there you go right there. <laughs> Tell her, hey, from Uncle Scott Angle. I'm, <laughs> I'll make sure I do that. Shout out to the king. <laughs> Uh, let me ask you this. I had a, you know, we do the round tables, the athletic, uh, we're doing a wide receiver one this week and I just got the questions and they asked me okay. to rate, rate the wide receivers in the first round. And it, you know, I think everyone's going to go Jefferson, but I want Tyreek Hill. I, I do like, are people forgetting so like dangerous Nando? Are people, what I'm doing or Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. He's so, you're right. Dude. About I, Tyreek Hill. He was like, Tua was concussed for about half the games and he was out for, you know what I mean? Like a Tyreek Hill still had 1700 yards. Like, remember those early weeks when they were, like, 500-yard games? It was all Tyreek Hill? And we were like, hey, you put Tyreek Hill on a team. That's what happens to Tua. I would almost say, if you are in a fantasy league, and it's Sunday morning, and you sit in your lineup, and you go to look over at your opponent's lineup, and you see Tyreek Hill in their lineup, it puts a pit in your stomach. Yeah, that's like 32 points. 
Yeah, you're like, oh, he's going to drop 30 on me. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? And it's going to be very easy. And then he can drop, he can go for a 50-burger if he have a big game. He's talking about he wants to do 2,000 yards this season. Tyreek Hill could go crazy this year. I agree with you. Tyreek Hill is extremely dangerous. I like Chase, too, though, because I look at Chase, and if Burrow is okay, I think Burrow's going for an MVP year, and obviously that will raise Chase as well. Let me if, So say you got the second pick. Say someone takes Jamar Chase first overall. Let's just say it happens. Yeah. Do you take Hill or do you take Jefferson? I take Jefferson because I think the volume is going to be insane for Jefferson this year because I think Minnesota is going to be a bad team this year. So I think it's going to see them airing it out a lot in the second half, and I think that's all Jefferson. But I would give Jefferson the slight edge over Hill. And then, you know, um, this guy is right there too. Um, Tyreek Hill, Jeff. Um, Cooper Cup. Jamar Chase. Yes, Cooper Cup was who I was talking about. That guy's hurt again. Yeah, he is hurt again. You know, that could be a buying opportunity if you're drafting this weekend. Or is this like the start of a pattern where it's like, oh, Cooper Cup, man, always gets hurt. Here we go. Man, yeah, yeah, you could see that, and a lot of people are going to say that. But, you know, Nando, it was like, you remember last year, like, Cooper Cup gets hurt, and then like six weeks later, he's still like wide receiver 18. Yeah, I remember that, <laughs> you know how far ahead he was. Yeah. yeah, that he's like, even when he misses six games, and he's still, you know, and he's still charting as one of the top options. He's such a big part of what they do on offense. If he's out there, it's kind of hard for him not to be a top five overall finisher. Yeah. I mean, it's it, are we like maybe I'm overthinking it with the type. Maybe this is more of an auction thing. Like, hey, maybe I can go out and get Tyree Kill, and I won't have to pay like the top five auction price to get him. And here I am with a 1,700 yard guy whose yeah, quarterback no, I, was off last year. If you try to start an auction with Hill and Cup, you're going to spend 80 of your dollars at least early. Still got a lot left. Still do have a lot left. You got you got you got to come. You got to bring it in that quarterback and and tight end. You know, try to get you a couple cheaper plays. What are you? Where, where are you at on Anthony Richardson coming into this season? I'm kind of He's excited. A guy who's going like two dollars in auctions, and I'm like, you know, I was talking with our buddy Lawrence, and then uh, Britt Flynn, who I do the show with on the Better Network, and they're like, she uh, this- she's a lawyer, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. she's a lawyer. She's, okay. she, she studies. So she studied. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> and they're like, they're talking about, uh, who are we talking about? Cup, right? I'm sorry, no, no, you made me laugh. Oh yeah, sorry, you brought up, you brought this up. It's Anthony Richardson. <laughs> yeah, Anthony Richardson. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you threw me off with the lawyer comment. Oh, I'm sorry. So no, but no, listen, he could. The people they say that both of them feel as if. Richardson's floor is what Daniel Jones was last year. Why? Because he's a rookie and he doesn't have, like, the speed of the game down or anything? 3,500 yards passing and at least 700 yards rushing. Maybe. I mean, like, well, look what happened with Justin Fields last year. Like, they didn't really, like... He went crazy. But they didn't unleash him until, I think, like, week five or six. Like, everyone thought Justin Fields was a bust. And that one game, like, they let him run a little bit. Like, he had, like, a 20-yard run into the end zone, and you're, like, kind of like, all right, they're letting him run a little bit now. And then the next game after that was when he went nuts and started reeling off these 130, 140-yard games. So I wonder if they'll be conservative with Richardson at first and be like, figure out the game. They got a rebuilding team. You know, like, they got to win. So Iberflus has to win. You think and so? People, and Yeah, I think so. 
And when we discuss Coach of the Year odds later, you know what I'm saying, you'll see that Eva Flus has the win. He has the win, and then the NFC is weak, so people aren't expecting him to win. You know that Justin Fields is a liability at sportsbooks for MVP? I didn't. That's crazy. Uh, maybe it's fantasy versus reality, though. Like, we loved him That's last what year. it is. I think he's become a terrific fantasy asset. Yeah. People are thinking the Bears are going to take that next step. Because people feel like the Packers are lowered, you know what I mean, and that the Bears can compete with the Vikings. They like the, the they like that they they like the fantasy. They like what what uh Fields looks like from a fantasy aspect, and they're they're letting that drive them to think like, oh, he's going to be this big five thousand. He said Fields said he wants to throw for five thousand yards this year. They're not going to let Fields throw that much to throw for five. If Fields throw for five thousand yards, the Bears going to be zero seventeen. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you know, well, you know who I actually like. Uh, I mean, actually, this is another wide receiver round table que- round table question. Um, a player you like outside wide receiver outside of the top fifty that you like? Chase Claypool, man. I don't know what like what turned everybody off to him, but he was before he got traded last year through eight weeks, he had fifty targets, and that would have okay. put him on pace for his third straight hundred target season. You know, maybe there weren't enough passes to go around in Pittsburgh, but like, come on. Right. No, I think he's interested, and I think you and I think you see. Uh, I like Kenny Pickett to take a step up this year. I'm a big fan of, of Kenny Pickett. I, I saw him on uh, Ben Roethlisberger's uh, podcast, and I was like, you know, I, I like this kid. You know what I'm saying? Young guy, Hall of Fame head coach on his on the sideline. They got some decent pieces around him. I listen. He's going to be a star if you can play a little bit. Pittsburgh is going to embrace him as a franchise quarterback. I think he gets more comfortable and confident this year. I think he can flirt with a he'll I think he flirts with the with the top twelve this year. Would you rather have Kenny Pickett, Russell Wilson, or uh Anthony Richardson as your quarterback? Anthony Richardson because of the rushing upside. Who's your well Pickett can run a little bit, I think. Yeah, but I don't think he can give you seven, eight hundred right. yards rushing. Who's your number two? Out of that group. Russell Wilson uh, or Kenny Pickett. Oh boy. I Let's call it a super flex league. Though. Let's call it a super flex. I'm not comfortable with both of them on my starters. I'm not comfortable with those two starters. But if I had to choose one to pick, I would pick Russell just because of the experience. But I would, I'd be watching it, Nando. And as soon as I see Pickett make that rise or Russell falter, I'd be quick to, I'd be quick to uh, jump on it. How many super I like that question wide receiver outside? None, hopefully. Yeah, right. I like traditional fantasy football. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying for a second quarterback and all that <laughs> Scott Fish bullshit. Oh, man. I, got, I, got a, I think we talked about it last week. Like, I got Let me do my GM. one lineup set for the year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wide receivers outside the top 50. <clears throat> yeah. Odell Beckham. So he was the other guy, but I don't know, man. Like Everyone loves Zay Jones. I'm starting to hear a lot of Zay, Zay Jones buzz. Oh, Zay Flowers. So, yes. Whoa. All right. Yeah. Zay Flowers. I guess Beckham's the other one, right? Like, it's those two or one and two. And if they're going to throw it, like, Monken says they're going to throw it. And we know Lawrence, like. Oh, and, and then it's going to be the stack piece would, to me, the first stack piece, if you look, you take Monken, what he's saying. Yeah. And you want to stack the Ravens offense, don't you got to get Mark Andrews. You might have to get Mark Andrews before you get Lamar Jackson. That's the thing. You Lamar. Mark Andrews what a third round at the turn of the second and you third. Probably, maybe. So like, you may have to go like Andrews third, maybe even Jackson four. 
if someone takes Kelsey early, that might even set you off and be like, well, now I got to get Andrews. Like, what am I going to wait? He's not going to be around when I come back around here. It's very, to me, stacking is something that you do when you're in an auction. It's because you can put it together. Are we sure Andrews? I mean, like, this is a brand new offense. Like, a Greg Roman offense might be built for Mark Andrews. Uh, a Todd Monken offense might just be built for airing it out to your wide receivers. I really, Nando, feel as if there is a middle-of-the-field thing with Lamar Jackson. When you look at his spray chart, you know, uh, you know if, they, if, they was, if he was a basketball player, most of his passes are in the middle of the field. That's why J.K. Dobbins can ever get rolling. He can control that middle of the field. That's why I'm like, why didn't Baltimore make a strong push for McCaffrey last year? Because he works that middle of the field. So a wide receiver that can work the middle of the field, and that's what they use Andrews as, the middle of the field guy. He can. I, I, that's why I like him as the top target, because he roams the middle of the field, and that's where Jackson likes to throw. All right, that's fair. This kind of like there are a lot of new OCs out there. That's this is going to be interesting. Like there's I mean, more than I remember in the past where it's like yeah. they've completely like overhauled some offenses. This monk, hey, but you know, not, you got to be careful. You know, learning a new offense in a in a in in, a, in six weeks is not really. You know what I'm saying? Like you people, like for example, like in Dallas, there's you got to keep pieces and things that keep the quarterback comfortable. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you can't really – if you overhaul the whole thing, teams can get off to a slow start like that. Right. Washington? So that's why – oh, man. Did you see what Rivera said? What did he say? Uh, don't sleep on Jacoby Brissett, which I find yeah. very interesting. I think that, that – but we know what – let me tell you something. If he's saying don't sleep on Brissett, then we need to sleep on the commanders because Brissett is a, a low-level game manager. Like – your offense is not going to be explosive by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and He was such a feel-good story, though. But, see, yeah, he is, but you got to make a play when you're – at some point, especially a team like the Commanders, who are going to be in a lot of close games, especially in the NFC, because they can compete with most of the teams in the NFC. They can't run away from them, but those teams can't run away from them either, outside the upper echelon teams. So when you see something like that – those games are going to be close. That means Brissett's going to have to make a play. Brissett is very limited at making plays. Yeah. And I like Brissett. You know, Brissett's one of the most likable people, one of the most well-respected men in the NFL. Seems like. But he's a good locker room guy. That's why he always get jobs, because he's good in the locker room. But the problem is, you know, is when you get the ball and it's 2 minutes and 47 seconds left to go, and you need six – it's a good chance he's not going to get you there. Yeah. Yeah, fine, you're right. You think Rivera would actually make that decision? Or you think he's just pumping up Brissette a little he's bit? He's just pumping up Brissette. They got to go with Sam Howell. Uh, Calvin Ridley hurt his toe. Did you see? Oh, let's they, you, no, no, they got a petition online that it has over 60,000 signatures to change the name back to Redskins. I don't think that'll happen. I don't think I don't Magic think Johnson. I got a feeling Magic Johnson's not going to change his name back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, yeah. there are sixty thousand people who are saying we don't like this name at all, man. Like, please get the Commanders out. Nobody, of Nobody, if anything, they they people were okay with the football team. The 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 Commander fan 
It's like that's I, the commander fan does not refer to the team as the commanders. <laughs> Can you get a more bland name than the that's commanders? It. But you know what? Like imagine like like I know you got to stick to the color scheme, but if they put like some nautical colors in there and like an anchor and like actually made it look like they're like naval commanders, yeah, fine. Bad idea. But I mean, like you're still married to like this maroon and gold. Yeah. And it's like, you can't call yourself, like, how does that do anything? What does that have to do with commanders? They should have figured out a way to keep red in the name. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Red Storm. Red Star, you know, Red Stars. As long as you could have kept that HTTR, that hashtag, or yep. you could continue to say hell to the red. But the commanders, and then remember how they botched it when they rolled it out? When they rolled it out? You was able to fly over the stadium and see what the new team name was. What a <laughs> you talk about the stink. The organization is just having Snyder gone, Nando. It's like, all right, yeah, we made it. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like, it's, they, they, it's a success. The season is a success because it's not a Dan Snyder season. Right. The cloud has been dissipated. Yeah. What else did you do with an R? Like, it doesn't have to be red, right? Like, it could be any, I mean, it could be a... Well, Robert Griffins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Washington Robert Griffins. Talk about yeah. Yeah. ill-advised. The Washington Renegades. And then you yeah, Renegades is fine. Scheme. Yeah, Renegades is better than Commanders. Right. I don't know, but I guess you got to watch like Washington D.C. You got to watch like Rebels, Renegades. Like that's you know I got that whole that thing like the yeah it's, it's, man Washington D.C. That ain't how Washington D.C. is no yeah, more. That's right. They, the Maryland teams need to worry about that now. <laughs> <laughs> the Washington gentrifiers. <laughs> <laughs> Have a Starbucks cup. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's why. This is why they're not supposed to let me and Nando do stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> We but can't no one gets, have nothing nice, not though. No one can stop us now. <laughs> they sure can. <laughs> and let's get to the coach of the year stuff because I, I, if I can find this, I know like if you're real better, you don't want to do futures, but like get out of here, please. It's good topics. It's, it's interesting, interesting to talk about. Not even it's like like just go away, man. Like it's like it's fun, and I don't mind putting twenty bucks on a twenty-five to one long shot and letting it sit Thank there you. for six months. You know, it's not like a. I'm using it for mutual funds, and it's not like I'm betting on you know, week seven that I was going to put that $20 there. I just... There you go. I want to be right, I guess, and I want to look at that bet throughout the season, like week eight, and be like, eh, it's looking okay. Oh, yeah, the odds, is, the odds are shortening, you know what I'm saying? They'd be like, you can cash out $3.45. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, but you know, before Ellie De La Cruz got called up, uh, I put a bet on this, the Reds to win the World Series. For real? Yeah, and it was only like nice. a six... It was like six bucks. Uh, yeah. I think it was like six bucks. Whatever it was, DraftKings already trying to pay me like thirty bucks to get it out of there. Nice. So that's nice. That's yeah. good. Right? I'll. I'm like. I don't think I'm going to do it. I think I'm just gonna let it ride for a little. Let while. it ride. Yeah. It's only six dollars. That's right. That's what I said. Yeah. All right. Let's get to this. So the coach of the year favorite right now, and I'm pulling up DraftKings, the app, uh, is Dan Campbell, which I get it, but like I don't get it. No, I don't. That. You- that is people love him. a sucker's bet, and that's so chalky. You know what I'm saying? But I'd be very careful with Dan Campbell. Like, you know, the... They were going to fire him like six weeks in last year, remember? The persona is there. He's well-loved by the media. He gives you good quotes and stuff like that. And the Lions, you know, they're lovable losers. But, no, I, I would not. That's a bad, bad, bad guy to be the favorite because I don't... I think the Lions are going to disappoint a lot of people this year. 
You know who loved the Lions? Um, when we do the show last year, and you were you were you're gone for a show. I did the show with Pilar, and she's she's a Detroiter, and she was talking about how much they have, like everybody loves Dan Campbell in Michigan. Yeah, he's he like has a good PR. Greatest, yeah. <laughs> he has good PR. <laughs> it's like he gets a, a a PR advantage, you know. Hard knocks helped, you know, and just a little thing. The, the the see to me, to me the crying shit, Nando. That's when I was like, okay, enough of this. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Now you're Dick Vermeil. You got to cry after every game. After that, I I tuned out. You better fix that defense though. But they're going to be very fantasy friendly. Dan Campbell's the coach most likely to go to WWE after he gets 100%, fired, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, Dan Campbell, you going to coach again? <laughs> He's a manager now. Yeah. You know, the referee turned his back and Dan Campbell get in the <laughs> ring in the chair. chair. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Dan. No, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, quick tangent. This weekend, we got our, the athletic fantasy betting uh, it's like a party. It's like a summit. Get all the writers and everyone who used to write. I, been. I wish I could have been there. We had a good time last year. Um, so we're having it at the Greenwich Street Tavern, owned by our friend Chris Vaccaro. Um And I Is guess he's still our friend. I think so. Okay, uh, maybe. <laughs> but I got, I got, I got an off-the-show thing to tell you. Okay. Uh, but for this is uh, like I guess Jake asked me for his number, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And Vaccaro sends me a text. He goes, why is Jake Seeley asking me if we could put SummerSlam on the TVs uh, after, the, <laughs> after the party? <laughs> but listen, hey, Vaccaro was in a Met game that night you need to watch. You got it, right? But that is, yeah, that's a wild, that, man. You should have screenshot that to me and sent that to me. If I would have been in church and I would have screamed out in laughter. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like, if you know Vaccaro and how he talks and his voice, you, you like, I wish he would have said, "Why is Jake Seeley?" <laughs> oh man! Oh, that's great. But but listen, throw 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 SummerSlam on for Jake. <laughs> well, now they're going. But that's the thing. Like all these guys who love wrestling are now going to a different bar. But I think yeah. it costs a ton to put SummerSlam on the bar. No, that's an idiot. that's a big broadcast right there. You know what I'm saying? Vince McMahon like to get his money. Yeah, that's like thousands <laughs> of dollars for a bar yeah. to play. Yeah, exactly. So they're going uptown, and I'm gonna stay at GST till I puke. I I would have been with you <laughs> <laughs> watching the Mets. This is what this is what you'll know at like eight fifteen. Like who's left in that bar? You're like you're the normal ones. Yeah, <laughs> oh the men. <laughs> Like, I got to feel like, you know, Eric Young's coming to town. Eric Young, the wrestler yeah, for Impact. Chill. Yeah, he's going to yeah, be with us, yeah. Yeah, he's about to say, he'd be like, I'm not watching something. I'm not it. Yeah. I've lived it. Uh, all right, so Sean Payton's number two at 9-1. to one. I can see that. That's like a media-driven, look who votes, like, turn this team around. Yeah. He's very friendly. He answers questions. He talks to the media. He was in Fox. Like, he understands that. This is like, to me, when uh, Joe Torrey, Came back to manage the Yankees, and everyone's like, who is this guy? But yeah. they forgot that he's been doing TV for a while, and he's smooth. You know what I mean? Like, he knows how to talk to the media because he was part of the media, right? Yeah. Like, you and I um, produce shows. Like, we know how a show is good on air because we used to produce it, and we've yeah. seen it from the other side. Exactly. You know, and, it's, and we can make little tells and stuff like that. Um, you know what you're getting. A, a totally different regime. It's still a very tough division. You're in the AFC West. So you're already thinking to yourself, okay, my, 
you know, more than likely I'm fighting for second place, right? Then that means they got to get one of those three wild card spots. It's going to be a tough haul in the AFC. Um, if he makes that team to the playoffs, he's going to be one of the top three candidates. I think so. I mean, he's number two here. So, I, I, I mean, like, we're so far out, I guess, that nine to one is still, like, maybe worth ten bucks. Yeah. Uh, Matt Eberflus is 11 to 1. Arthur Smith is 14. I thought Arthur Smith would have been like a 25-30. I, I, I knew Eberflus would be would be up there. Right? Because people think the Bears are going to make that jump this year. Yeah. So that's why they think that's why Eberflus has those short odds. And then who was after that? Arthur Smith. He you know what? Arthur Smith is probably getting bet down. You think so? Yeah. People are like people are in on Arthur Smith. They think Atlanta can win that division. I'm going the opposite direction with a team in that division. But whoever wins that division, that coach is going to be a head coach of the year candidate. Let me tell you something. The Saints are going to need a new head coach after this year. That guy Dennis Allen don't know what he's doing. He doesn't seem very inspiring. I mean, I don't know anything about him as a person, but like just as a coach. Yeah. He, like you go from super innovative Sean Payton. I, I, like, I understand there to was, a like... a dude who left Andy Dalton out there when Jameis Winston was healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just... I mean, it doesn't seem like he's trying to be too dynamic or anything, you know? He's just, like, a, yeah. a dude who coached once and is coaching again, and here we go. He is, like, a defensive coordinator. He's, like, a subcontractor. He's the defensive coordinator and do a little coaching on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I can I could, I could fix that toilet for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt Lafleur is at fifteen to one. Uh, Robert Sala is. I like Matt Lafleur. I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think you, let's see what he can do without Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I'm going to be the Packers are a team I'm high on coming into this year. Nando, I think they win the NFC North, so I think he's going to be in the mix. Didn't I mean? Wasn't Love a little overmatched? Wasn't that the thing when he came in briefly? No, when he came in, no, when he came in last year. He didn't wet the bed at all. He looked sharp when he came in last year. I think they might be sitting on something with this kid. You know, his car, his cards, and I know, like, the rule is you only buy quarterbacks, and it's boring, but, like, there was, like, a Donruss clear at the end of last year when it didn't look like Rodgers was going anywhere. There was, like, a Donruss clear PSA 10 rookie uh, of, of loves for, like, 20 bucks. I'm like, man, I should get that. Like, he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. That's what I'm buying. If I'm buying, like when I'm buying right now, for NFL is 2020. I want to get into that quarterback class, and, and Jordan Love is who I'm looking for. Yeah, but of I mean, course, like you know, a Burrow is there. All oh, that's all great. You know what I'm saying? But right. yeah, Jordan Love, I'm in on. And it was right there, and I'm like, nah, you know what? I'm not gonna do this football game anymore. And you get sucked right back in the quarterback game. That's because that's it. Like you know, you could be like a guy like Emory Hunt who could tell you like James Robinson is gonna go from nothing to the starter for Jacksonville and have an amazing season. Yep. And you're like, all right, let me act on that information and buy a James Robinson card. I don't think there's James Robinson. I'm just using it as an example. And then, like, it's, you know, you buy it for $3, and after this amazing season out of nowhere, you know, with, like, 19 touchdowns and 1,000 yards, it's like, oh, it's seven fifty. Like, what's the point? That is, that's shipping. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a messed up market. Well, that's why we have the marketplace. Yeah, I guess that's why we got the marketplace. Salah's <laughs> uh, 16, uh, McDaniel's 18, which I guess I could get into a little bit. Um, yeah, That offensive line got two quarterbacks hurt last year. I worry about that. This is a t- Listen, I, 
I, I worry about the health of two. I don't know where I stand on the Dolphins. Are the Dolphins a division champion? I'm fading Buffalo. So I guess I'm fading Buffalo I, too. I guess that means I do think the Dolphins can win the division. But then again, I, I don't know about Tua's health. I don't know. The, the Dolphins are probably the team that I am the most torn on coming into the season. I, but I think, don't you remember, it was like week four or five, and everyone was like, Tua MVP. Tua's amazing, you know, or is Tua only a product of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle? You know, what's going on here? This is amazing. And McDaniel's making jokes in press conferences and walking around with goofy T-shirts. Um, and then the concussions happened, and it was like... Yeah. It's somehow Hill still had 1,700 yards. You know, they're still a good team. You're right. Like, Buffalo, I don't know. Oh, man, like, Buffalo, I don't think is going to be great. You know, uh, they it's, offered, you know, the Peyton and Netflix series quarterback, you know, they did this season. Then they, they got renewed for next year. I think they, they've they been asking around for quarterbacks to do it, and a lot of them are turning it down. I know Tua was one that turned it down. But wouldn't that would have been fascinating to go behind the scenes with Tua this season? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could have been riveting television. But I guess Tua was like, well, I'm not, like, not going to do that. You know, I could be in an ambulance ride. You know what I mean? Right. Or like one little slip up and they're going to be like, oh, look at this viral clip that we play over and over again of Tua, you know. Yeah, yeah, of Tua. Yeah, he's still throwing Tyreek Hill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or that. Uh, where was I? All right. Uh, Doug, Peter- Doug Peterson, actually, 22. Yeah, Doug Peterson is interesting. A lot of people in on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville actually have minus a dollar fifty to win the AFC South. That's another sucker's bet. Don't do that. Um, listen, Jacksonville they finished the season very strong last year. I love Trevor Lawrence. Now, one one of the hardest things in sports to do, Nando. This is one of those Coreyisms, is to go from good to great. And now Jacksonville is going to try to go from good to great. You don't believe like. So the Wembenyama stuff where everyone's like, oh, Victor Wembenyama is a generational talent and a transformative, you know, piece of the team. People were saying, I remember editing Jake's piece a couple years ago, a few years ago, whatever, when Lawrence came in and even Jake's like, I hate to use this term, but he's a generational talent. Everyone was saying that. And some people don't like look back or like Google like the year 2021 because like all these people, Trevor Lawrence is amazing. He's generational talent. He's going to be, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, like, He's not not that right. Like he, he still has that kind of talent. No, he he is he is that guy that people said he was going to be. I think when you see that when that word is tossed around, it's by people who earn it. You earn that generational talent early, right? So when Trevor Lawrence got to Clemson, he was a generational talent. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So that just carries. He lived up to expectations, and then it carried. And then he got Urban Meyer. Urban got his hands on him and was like. I told you he was generational talent. <laughs> <laughs> that'll show but, you. Yeah, that'll show you. Now look at Caleb Williams. Next year, all you're going to hear in draft season this year is how Caleb Williams is a generational talent, which he is. We haven't – he's the new Patrick Mahomes. Trevor Lawrence is 15-1 to 1, uh, to for MVP. MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Behind Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Justin Herbert. Like it, he's a favorite of uh, long shot betters in the market, but I don't see I don't see it this year. What would Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson's a thirty. There's no way Deshaun Watson's going to win this. But what would he hilariously have to do to just be like you don't have a choice but to award? Like it would have to be the Browns five, would have to be the, the one seed in the AFC. Five interceptions on the entire year to like forty touchdowns, like something crazy like that. Miles Garrett get hurt in like week three, and then they still be like 
the number one seed in the AFC, yeah. they would begrudgingly have to give it to him. Like he volunteers to play a little bit of safety one game when someone they all the, they depleted all the, <laughs> the secondaries. That's a Sean Watson coming in at safety for the last ten minutes of this game. Oh my God, he's so courageous! <laughs> it would like you would have to do like uh, uh, yeah, got to be right? like that. Yeah, there's no other way. Like I mean, I guess I could. It's too bad there's not, like, to finish second for MVP. Because you know they'll never let him win, but, like, you could still put yeah. him at second and be like, I would never let him win. But I, second place, yeah, sure. He, Why not? <laughs> he's all right, yeah. yeah. All right, back to Coach. Who's your guy? Uh, I don't I don't want to run us over the time. Yeah, Pete Carroll. Wow, really? Pete Carroll's 25-1. Carroll. to one. Yeah, Pete Carroll down there at 25-1. to one. And Frank Reich also at 25-1. to one. I think both coaches can be division champions. You want to try to stay in the NFC for this award because the NFC is where you can see growth. In the AFC, everybody going to be around the same. The NFC, you can see a team like a Carolina jump. You can see a team like a Seattle jump. I think Seattle is good enough to win the NFC, Nando. That defense is not legion of boom, but their head coach is showing you what he can do with a united, connected team. And I think Wilson took away from that. I think Wilson was addition by subtraction. Yeah. And now I look at Carroll as able to really do his thing with this team. This is all Pete Carroll. That's why I like him. Down there at 25 to 1, he should not be 25. And then Pete Carroll is one of the best coaches in football. Has he ever won? He's had to have won this before, right? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, again, he's a likable guy who's won in the past. Yeah, but did rah, he, did he, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only thing you don't like about Pete Carroll is if you like, oh, look how he ran out on USC. But, you know, you, we all see what kind of sham college sports is. You know what I mean? Right. I, don't, I think that part of our lives. Let's see. Pete Carroll, Coach of the Year. Carroll has never won the NFL's Coach of the Year award and has never even yeah. come close in the voting. <laughs> he was named College Football Coach of the Year in 2003 at USC. There you go, man. That's I mean, actually, we should check other books and see if he's better than twenty-five to one. I think there are a lot of you're right. There are a lot of compelling arguments here. Let me ask you this, Core. Geno Smith has the worst luck in the world, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's say he gets hurt this year, and Drew Locke has to come in. Oh boy. Now and now, now you're really saying, what can you do? Because Locke is not a good player, you know what I mean? But can 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 he get him um, ready? Sure. Can, um you know, it's going to be tough. But if he can get him ready, if Pete Carroll can get him ready, now you're talking about a masterful coaching job. That's it. And, I mean, like, you're still – I mean, he's still got those three receivers to throw to, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. a, your run game should be okay with all these various injuries they're having right now. It should be okay by, you know, like week three. Everything should be fine. Like, Zach Charbonnet should be ready to go at the very least. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, too. That running game is very important. If that running game, Geno slowed down last year when Ken Walker got hurt. If them, if those backs can stay healthy, then Geno can fly all the way through this season. G, listen, I'm not. I wouldn't. Geno's not going to be an MVP candidate. But um, you don't think so? Nah. I mean, you're going to be. Can Geno Smith beat Patrick Mahomes, and then can he beat Josh Allen, and then can he beat Justin Herbert? Like, yeah, it's a lot going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But let's check his odds anyway. Geno, take a guess before I. Uh, to win, Geno Smith to win the MVP. We'll put Aaron Rodgers is sixteen to one. Two is twenty-two to one. Dak Prescott's twenty-five to one. Just for a little context. Then Geno's forty to one. He is forty to one. Hey, look at that. You, see, Dale on the, you were really good at this last year. I remember this now. 
Yeah, yeah, you, you, I've looked at these numbers a lot the past since 2018. <laughs> Trey Lance, Trey Lance is somehow 50 oh, to one. Now, 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 Nando, what a joke! What a joke! Did I tell everybody last year that this guy Trey Lance is this guy's a this guy's one of the worst draft picks in NFL history, and he was a liability at sports books last year to win the MVP. Trey Lance, he might get cut this year. They don't make a lot of mistakes in San Francisco. Do you know what it was, Nando? It was that photo. That photo, that shirtless, that topless photo of Mac Jones. <laughs> when that photo started circulating on Twitter, the Niners were shamed in the draft in Trey Lance. No. To this day, I'm telling you, they moved up to get Mac Jones. You think? Yep. But then I think they, and then I think I think they were shamed out of it. I heard a general manager say some, this something and very interesting uh, throughout my course of my off-season research. I'm not sure what GM it was. Sometimes the talk on social media and on television can actually work your way into the draft room. I think that was Emory Hunt. Could have been. A, yeah, that sounded like something Emory would say. Yeah, that's something yeah. Emory would say. Yeah, that's an Emory Huntism. Mm-hmm. Except he doesn't say sometimes. He doesn't qualify it. He's very yeah. sure of that, yeah. That that's happening. It uh, should be the other way. The information should go from the war room to the public, not from the public to the war room. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, tell you what, next show we can talk comeback player of the year because there's like, there's Damar Hamlin and then there's everybody else. <sighs> Damar Hamlin, last I saw, was minus 400 to win comeback player of the year. He's minus 285, but I mean like, I don't know, man. Like I understand like the story. Remember, yeah. like, Brian Robinson was the, the exactly. leading candidate last year? Exactly, he was year? the same way. Yeah. And it didn't happen. I got one down. I got, I got, I got one that's in that, in that 30 to 1 range for that award. Save it. Save it for next week. Uh, you know, I'm surprised Calvin Ridley. Well, Calvin Ridley's 35 to 1. I'm surprised yeah. he's not, like, 1,000. You know, like, yeah. well, you know, yeah. 10 to 1. You know what I mean? It's going to be interesting to see what kind of season he has. Yeah. Uh, all right, tell you what. We'll say let's save that for next. It's t- it's tempting and tantalizing, so we'll just tease it for next show. Good job. Um, hey, anything else you want to add? Get off your chest. I know you. No, that's it. No, no, I have to use the restroom. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> by all means, let's go. Uh, this is great. Thank you all for joining us for the marketplace. Uh, if you like it, we, you know you could rate, subscribe, do whatever you want. I know that helps us get a higher rating and more people listen which gives a higher rating which makes we appreciate all that podcast stuff that you got to do subscribe and like and share tell a friend to tell a friend yeah uh i think maybe like you know if you i don't know if this is like frowned upon but like i got a bunch of open packs and boxes and stuff maybe we could run a little thing like if you subscribe we'll send you something that'd be nice anyway we'll get to that later uh for now not a Fino. That's Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. This has been the Marketplace. Thank you very much. We love you all.